0: Hey, everybody, it's the White Rocket Babylon 5 review podcast with Andy Fix and Van Allen Plexico, and we are here for an emergency episode. Wood, 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 wood. Andy, are you there? We need help. I am definitely here, Van. I'm here for you, brother. I'm glad because I need some help. I need somebody to lean on. Big things are happening, kind of unexpected, kind of not, honestly, I would say. In the Babylon 5 world today, this is September 27, 2021. It's a Monday afternoon, and all of a sudden, around noon, everybody starts bombarding me
1: with messages, texts, all kinds of stuff, tweets. What is going on, Andy? Uh, it seems like uh, JMS is being is involved in a hard reboot of the Babylon Five franchise. Now, Good lord! What that means? Yeah. What the specifics are? It, it the articles that I have read do not go into any detail.
0: Yeah. To quote Lando Malari. That remains to be seen. <laughs> but it's a divisive issue because Right, and we we are here to speculate. We are here to fan the flames of idle speculation and and just basically talk about it for a very few minutes try to make some sense out of it, how we feel about it, what our reactions are, what we think, kind of predictions, just whatever we can cram in here in a few minutes. And, I mean, the fans are going to obviously already are very divided on this because this is a topic that has come up many times in the past on things like the Facebook Giant Babylon 5 group and others where, you know, whenever somebody says they should bring it back, there are some people that say, oh, that would be great. I'd love to have more of it, you know, even a reboot. And there are a lot of people that are like, Oh no, it would ruin everything Just leave it alone It would be the worst thing ever And I can understand both perspectives just fine Although I The whole it would ruin what we already have Has never made any sense to me Because we have what we have It's not like they're going to take your DVDs away And set fire to them in front of you And say you can only have this new version But, but I understand the general sentiment Of I'd like to keep what we have And not mess with it So I, I do get that But I love new stuff and I like new, old stuff. And all I have to do is point you to... I mean, I've been waiting for decades for the new Space 1999. I haven't got it yet, but I'm still waiting. Okay. But I, will, I welcome the 2099 Space 1999 with open arms. And in 2004, people were screaming, no, 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 when we got a new Battlestar Galactica. And I would say on balance, that worked out pretty darn well. I know that people had issues with it, but I'm, I'd rather have it than not have it, ever had it.
1: It, it did turn out very well, and it, 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 it was able to address a lot of the, the things that, uh, that the, the original ba- or, uh, Battlestar Galactica couldn't address. And I, I'm hoping that they're able to do that with this Babylon 5 reboot as well. As much as we love Babylon 5 um, and as, much, as difficult it will be to capture lightning in a bottle again, there were obvious issues, production issues with, with the original series uh the the budget was was criminally you know low for the entire series uh the whole fifth season debacle where they had to cram the fourth season you know everything into the fourth season then they had to, you know decompress everything mm-hmm. for the fifth season it was so there if, if given a chance to do this the right way and the whole the issue with the the, the different cast members, you know, le- leaving mm-hmm. the show and stuff. If if uh, JMS is is indeed the showrunner, we don't even have that confirmed yet. If, if he's the showrunner, or if he's just uh, penning the the initial uh, pilot episode, right. but if he's given um, you know the budget and the actors and the contracts and the support of a major network, um, this could be really good. And to those fans who, who are saying this is going to ruin the original Babylon 5, this will drive more fans to the original Babylon 5. So if anything, this is going to you know, make, make that even more beloved than before.
0: And honestly, it's probably not mainly aimed at us anyway. This is to get right. new, young people that have maybe even never heard of Babylon 5.
1: Right, yeah, Babylon 5 is 30 years old. So there there are young adults these days that the prime viewing audience for these these networks who have never even heard of it. They weren't mm-hmm. even born when it when it was on the air. So and, and they're hungry for, you know, science fiction. Science fiction is all the rage these days, and this is a tried and true science fiction franchise that can be rebooted for a whole new generation of fans, and I'm excited about that.
0: Well, let's first tell people where we're getting this from. I think is this is not like off of some clickbait website, which is where we usually see these kinds of things. The Hollywood Reporter is about as reliable as you're going to find, right, of this kind of a thing. And when they say it, usually it's as gospel as it's going to be. And, what and JMS, has, JMS has
1: said on his Facebook page that everything is legit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what we know, quote-unquote, know is it's CW, the CW channel, which some people obviously have issues with. We can talk about that. Uh, it's a from-the-ground-up reboot of the original. Straczynski will pin the script for a potential new version of the drama. I'm assuming that means the pilot. We don't know if it means he's going to write every episode again like he did, almost did before. It also says the new take revolves around John Sheridan, um, which is kind of what the show did once they switched you know, leads after season one. And, um, I mean, that's... And it's from Warner Brothers. Oh, Straczynski will executive produce via Studio JMS. Ooh, that's news. And, um, let's see. Doodle-doodle-doodle. A lot of background stuff here. That's pretty much uh, still old stuff. Still old stuff. It would provide another key franchise revival for the CW and Warners at a time when well-known intellectual properties have become increasingly important as networks and streamers alike look to break through a cluttered landscape. So, yeah, JMS would executive produce. I don't know if he would write the whole thing or what. But let me kind of tell you what I imagine this as. I kind of see it looking more like The Expanse and less like a 1990s action sci-fi show like a Star Trek The Next Generation or something like that. I imagine it being like minimalist or like the foundation, you know what I mean? Very minimalist, but with incredible special effects. Um, that's kind of the current trend. If you can visualize how The Expanse looks, there's it's minimal music. The graphics are very clean and small and tight. Um, it's very intermixed of effects and people. Whereas Babylon 5, for the most part, because of what they were working with, it was either like actors or it was outer space shots. There were some combined. There were some combined, like the garden, the interior of the station. But usually, it was either, usually it was either very tight close-ups on actors doing stuff, or it was spaceships. Right, ninety percent of the time, I think that's fair. Whereas the expanse and shows like that are very blended together. It's like everything in it is a mixture of modern CGI and actors combined all the way through it to give you these incredible sets that don't exist. And to you know which Babylon Five was just the beginning of. So I just imagine that aesthetic. I mean, I could be uh, wrong.
1: No, I, I I don't think you're wrong at all. I, I think they're definitely going to go for the modern uh, science fiction feel and the the modern sensibilities to it. Um, and the 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 special effects ground that was broken by the Mandalorian with uh, their virtual yeah. sets and all that. Yes. I think will be heavily leveraged in something like this. I, it Babylon Five is made. To, to use that sort of uh, technology. I, I think it would work perfectly. It would make it uh, um, more palatable for a, a um, television show budget. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm really excited about the, the possibilities that this opens up.
0: I, I look at modern story you know, contemporary storytelling techniques, and it really is a mixed bag. I mean, in some ways they're more sophisticated when you look at something like Battlestar Galactica, even though that's almost 20 years old now. But on the other hand, I look at how they did The Stand, which was pretty universally reviled because they made it so contemporary story structure. It's like flashback, flashback of a flashback, flashback of a flashback of a flashback. And it just it gets so disjointed, you don't know what's going on. Or I'm, I'm watching Foundation. I'm two episodes into Foundation, and I actually canceled the podcast I was going to do on that because it's so confusing, the structure, that I'm not sure... I don't feel confident in talking about it yet because I don't feel confident that I understand it yet. So I hope they don't go so far that they make it so contemporary that it's like one of these things where you're not even sure what's going on. Do you know what I mean?
1: I, I do know exactly what you mean. And I think with JMS at the helm as executive producer and writing at least the first episode, I think he's an old school TV uh, writer type guy. How uh, That being said it was babylon five that made shows like the expanse and yes. and foundation and battlestar galactica reboot possible i mean yes. they revolutionized uh tv storytelling so I, I, I think it's really cool that it's coming full circle but like i said jms is definitely an old school tv guy he knows how to tell a solid story in a very um straightforward sort of way uh so i i i have no worries on that regard um I, I think it, it when you bring up the expanse, I think they'll they'll lean into that a lot because the expanse was uh, pretty successful. Um, and it I mean, it's still ongoing. they're they're filming, uh, I believe it's season six right now, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I can definitely see that because it, it, the expanse builds on what Babylon 5 started. It, it is very mature. It is very uh, mm-hmm. complex, dense plotting and story story arcs and and very heavily character driven at the same time. Um, so I I think they'll definitely go that direction. One thing that
0: really intrigues me, there's two things. One is what you said a minute ago. I I had it actually written down, and you said almost exactly the same thing, which was that what could JMS do this time that he couldn't do before knowing what he knows now? Now, we have to bear in mind he'll still, you know, if this thing runs multiple years, he may still deal with the same situations with a new cast that he did with the old cast, but that aside, at least he knows going in what role Sheridan plays in the story. He didn't even know who Jer- John Sheridan was when he started the first season, right? He knows that if there is a, you know, we don't know if Jeffrey Sinclair would even be included, but if he is, he might be like a minor character, like a, you know, like a, like, well, minor, but like. Comp- Think about Galactica. Sinclair might be of the level of, like, Colonel Ty, as compared to Commander Adama. He might be a second character that's woven in, and we see him sometimes, and we don't see him sometimes. We could start season one, Andy, with with John Sheridan on the Agamemnon the whole season.
1: And we could actually... How
0: amazing would that be?
1: (laughs) That would be super cool. I, I... That, that Like I said, that opens up so many possibilities. I mean, yeah. it, who, who knows where he's going to go with this? But, uh, yeah. And a, a lot of people are complaining, oh, it's on the CW. Oh, no, there's going to be a bunch of teeny bopper love story stuff. Being on the CW is a huge boon because they can do long-term uh, contracts with, with stars. They will have a, a much larger budget than than they had on the, the P10 network. <laughs> um, they'll have... I, I I think network television is is great news for this TV series. It's even better news than if it were streaming on on HBO Max or something like this. Simply because this is, I mean, network TV is still the big time as far as television series go. So true. I mean, we we could we could see you know twenty two season or twenty two episode seasons um, instead of like The Expanse, which gets six to eight episodes, or it's anything true. on the streaming, which gets six to eight episodes. I mean, we we could this could be really, really big. We could get 100... I mean, if he's doing another five-year arc, we could get another 100 episodes of Babylon 5 out of this. I, I think CW is, is a great place for this to be.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm glad you said that, because I have had people saying that they were excited about it except that it's the CW. I don't really know a lot about the CW other than doesn't it have like the DC superhero shows?
1: Yeah, and I think they've shown through the DC superhero shows that they will put money into it. I mean, they did the... Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover on TV, which which I thought was unbelievable, but Mm -hmm. they put they're willing to put money into it especially if it starts to gather a following they're willing to let it grow an audience Um, like Green Arrow wasn't the you know, wasn't huge, or the Flash wasn't super huge when it started, they grew the audience, and, and they will allow it, you know, give it some breathing room for a season or two to to uh, expand the audience and get popular and, and take off from there, like they did with all their superhero shows, there are issues with with the superhero shows where they're kind of uh, soap opery, but that's more to do with the showrunners than it is to do with you know the the network itself. And Babylon Five has its soap opera elements in it. Bingo! As well. I mean, Bingo! Yeah,
0: yes, exactly what I was going to say
1: is it's not like it doesn't quite fit in with that. My gosh, it's Babylon right. Five. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's I mean, CW skews to a, a, a younger audience, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, no. I, they're not going to fill Babylon 5 with a bunch of 20-something and teenagers in love and all that stuff. I, I, I have full confidence JMS is going to do a perfectly well-suited adult show that will appeal to a younger audience, but will still appeal to the, the traditional Babylon 5 audience.
0: And it'll certainly have a bigger audience from the jump than Babylon Five did when it was coming on at three o'clock in the morning on syndicated TV channels, and I was having to use a VCR to watch it.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, Babylon come on. 5, Babylon Five was barely successful enough in syndication to continue. Yeah. Think of the audience it's going to get on a major, you know, television network. I mean, that's yeah. it, with all the advertising behind that, the tie-ins. Oh my goodness, we could get Babylon Five action figures again. Good lord. That, that, Warner Warner sees what um, what Paramount has done with and CBS has done with Star Trek, and they want to replicate that. They've been mm. desperate to replicate that for a while. Bab- and and they've always ignored Babylon Five, but now Babylon Five. I mean, think about the 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 built-in audience, uh, the built-in continuity. We could see novel tie-ins, comic books, toys, models. That th- they could you know take off at conventions again next year at at. Um, Dragon Con there could be a whole new Babylon 5 track, you could break out your old cosplay costumes man <laughs> Well
0: one of the we... first people to reach out to me was uh, Karen at, at military sci-fi Dragon Con and she's like she said you know at, she added me and I and I immediately said C and C online <laughs> we're ready <laughs> we're here and ready. Um,
1: Yes, we are.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're saying all this because I wasn't sure how to think about it, but you are definitely reassuring me about the choice of venues, and that's very good. The other thing I did want to mention, and we'll wrap up here in just a minute, but the other thing I wanted to mention was I don't know what the budget would be, but given effects today, imagine how they might do Kosh. I mean, he won't be a guy shambling around in a shower curtain and a helmet anymore. I'm assuming... It's it's quaint. We we love it. You know, we love it. It's quaint. But um, but I mean I'm just imagining like a CGI changing, morphing thing that is truly alien.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The the kosh action figures being put in front of the camera. He's basically I'm I'm excited about the, the possibility of seeing the graph and play a bigger role. Oh, I think that would be awesome. And you know what's hilarious is we just discussed this on the the episode that dropped today and I find yep. it hilarious how dated that discussion is oh. just hours after it was it was published
0: <laughs> yeah i silly me i never realized we would have an issue with timeliness in a podcast about a show that aired in 1994 silly me how could i miss that you know
1: <laughs> uh, but wow. I, I, I mean i'm glad it's 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 cool. yeah it and, and our, our our speculation was still kind of spot on so it, yeah no oh, <laughs> absolutely so
0: All right, I think we're both leaning toward positive about this as opposed to never, never, it'll ruin everything, right? Absolutely. I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be uh, condemning of those folks. I understand they love something, they want to protect it, they're protective of it. I get you people, I really do. I just, my natural instinct is toward wanting more of something I love. And if it turns out that it's not good, I'll ignore it. Or not watch it, not talk about right. it, right?
1: And, and to those people, I agree with you. Though I'm not condemning those people at all either. They love their show, but think how cool it would be to have Babylon Five on the level of Star Trek or Star Wars. Yeah, how yeah. I mean, how, how cool would that be? And, yeah. and and just just the the cultural footprint, you know, I, I think that would be <laughs> uh, that would be awesome.
0: It would, and. On a scale of zero, meaning it'll never, 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 ever happen, and a hundred, meaning it's guaranteed it would happen. If this show does come to fruition, what is the likelihood zero to a hundred that we might get any more Crusade?
1: Uh, probably ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna
0: say it's single digits, but I can dream. A man can dream, right? I could dream that right. this I, is.
1: A, I, oh. I think we'll see Legends of the Rangers before we see what oh, Crusade. God, don't even. <laughs> Dang it! Dang it, Andy. What? If son this of show a- has this if, if this show is popular enough and gets a spin-off kind of like the DC stuff got all those superheroes spun off the the legends and the Rangers at least the concept would be a cool spin-off concept depending on where they go with the story.
0: We're gonna have an interesting conversation about that show when the time comes. <laughs> Fortunately it's still like a, a year and a half two years into our future so it'll be a while before we get to it. wouldn't I wonder this is one thing I immediately thought of when I said we need to do this podcast this afternoon. How far will we be into the Babylon Five review when the new show starts? Because we we may have to do both. We may have to intercut them back and forth or something.
1: Right. I I, I think it it's way too soon to be next season. I think we'll see it twenty twenty three at the yeah. earliest. Yeah. But at the we earliest. we would just we might be wrapping up the the run of the the original series by then.
0: Yeah. Well, if they announce a date for the show to start. Then I guess we'll have to do some mathematics. Right? And figure out <laughs> how to get everything in. I think we'll we might end up having to do like four episodes of season 5 at a time. Right. But I don't think anybody'll be upset. You know what I'm saying? As long as we give sleeping and light enough uh, time. Right. A cu- couple well, others
1: the, the good news is uh, keeping our current recording schedule we could not do more than two episodes per uh, per podcast so <laughs> yeah so I, it'll be interesting to see how it affects us and how it, how it goes forward alright any last thoughts about it before we wrap up I don't want to keep you all day uh, no just I, I'm still processing everything It's my level of excitement is through the roof though
0: I thought I had considered all the aspects and angles of it already. And just chatting with you here this afternoon, you've already given me a lot more to think about with the whole stuff about the CW and everything. I'm really glad we had this conversation. I hope it's been of value to you guys out there. Uh, Andy, I will talk to you again soon. We have uh, two more episodes coming up. In fact, for those of you who haven't been listening regularly, our next episode we will be recording on a a week from tomorrow. Yeah, a week from tomorrow, we will record... The coming of shadows, and that's a big one. That's a that's big a one. That's a Huge one. Yeah. So don't forget to tune in for that. Uh, we'll record it a week from Tuesday. Patrons get to hear it immediately as soon as I get the get it out of the editing machine. Um, listeners that go to the pod to the Podbean or to the um, the Spotify or Apple or whatever, you will get it the following Monday morning first thing.
1: All right, we're gonna get
0: on out of here, Andy. But uh, man, we got something to think about, something to look forward to, don't we?
1: Yes, we certainly do, sir. All
0: right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care.